0: Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes. It is me, Brie, back for another Heart to Heart, and this one is very special. This is a continuance of our series for Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. And we have our guest, Kristen Christie. Kristen Christie is the 2018 Armed Forces Insurance Air Force Spouse of the Year. She is a champion for suicide prevention and awareness. And in this Heart to Heart, you will hear her story as an Air Force spouse and a mother of two boys. She lost her husband to suicide. Now, I do warn you, this is a very sensitive subject, and in this episode, you will hear a voicemail from her son after um, her husband uh died by suicide. So it is very touching. And if you are not in a space where you can hear this content, I would just ask that you maybe skip this one. Go back and listen to some of the other episodes that are a little more lighter, but if you hang in there, there is some amazing fruit at the end. This is not just a um, sad story, but we really hear how Kristen takes the hurt and the loss that has happened in her life, and she turns it around to help our military community, and we're so grateful for her, so Listen in to this heart-to-heart with none other than Kristen Christie. All right, everyone, we have a very special guest with us today. This is my big sister, my mentor, um, a woman that I love and greatly respect for how big her heart is to serve in our military spouse community. You've heard her official bio, but We are gonna hear from the woman herself. Kristen, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Oh, Brie, thank you. I appreciate the invitation. And you know I love you. Yes, (laughs) I would do anything for you.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I'm so glad that you could make it. You are our grand finale for this series, all about suicide prevention awareness. And you have such a powerful story and Moving forward, even beyond the story, you bring so much hope to this community um, with your heart to serve, to bring awareness um, and and attention to a topic that a lot of people don't often want to address, right? So I I just want to thank you from all of us. Um, Thank you so much for your work, but I would love for you to just jump in and share your story and kind of take us through what brought you to being the champion for suicide prevention and awareness?
1: Let's jump in then. <laughs> Both feet <laughs> and make a big splash. 17 years of marriage, two energetic, fantastic boys. Yeah. Three PCS moves, not many it, comparatively. Um, a deployment
0: mm-hmm.
1: for four and a half months to Baghdad. I I relished the Air Force way of life. I grew up in it, but um, my first husband took his life. Yeah. After the deployment, three days before he pinned on Colonel. Our marriage was on the rocks. I mean, our whole family, we hear it a lot, Brie, that with a deployment, they don't always come back whole. Right. And, yeah. and and Don didn't, he didn't have that spark in his eye that drew me to him in college. Um, his fingernails were bitten down to the nubs. He was not sleeping. He was more withdrawn than typical. So, I will admit you know me Bree, but your, your yeah. listeners may not. I'm an Uber extrovert girl. Yes. <laughs> I can walk into a room and suck the air right out of an introvert's lungs <laughs> if I'm not careful. Um, Don was the opposite. He was an introvert, not on you know at the end of the spectrum. Um, he was a leader. He was a squadron commander. He had come home with the bronze star. Right from Iraq, we didn't know why. We heard as second in command of the Baghdad airport, he had Donald Rumsfeld, who was the SecDef, come through, you know, for a tour. He had Toby Keith take a nap on his couch in his office when he came wow. to on the U.S.O. tour. But he came home with a bronze star, and I know that you don't earn a bronze star by having Ted Nugent sign your gun holster. Um, we just right. didn't know, we didn't know the depth of it. When the coroner came with the, the chaplain and the officers to our door and rang the doorbell, um, we just, I, um, and then I had to tell my boys.
0: Yeah, take <laughs> that your was 12 time. 12 years ago,
1: uh, 12 years ago, but it's still um, very emotional because I failed as a spouse. Um, I have regret for a long time. I felt guilt Mm -hmm. until my counselor, because we all went to counseling, um, until my counselor helped me realize that feeling guilt is different than regret. I have regrets. I, I didn't do anything malicious. Um, but I would definitely do things differently. I would show more grace uh, mm-hmm. to my husband. I knew something was wrong. And I, I thought that I was being compassionate, but he thought I was intrusive. And so I recommend that when people are in a situation like that, if, if they ask someone how they're doing and they say, oh, fine, but your gut and your heart is telling you they are not fine,
0: yeah
1: be intrusive be compassionately intrusive hang around and don't don't pepper them with questions and things like that just be there um i talk about what our community did for us yeah that night 12 years ago after the coroner showed up and told us what had happened that he took his life i i made one phone call what just one phone call to a neighbor and a friend and my mentor pretty soon my living room and my kitchen were full of people wow we, i remember every single person who was in my house that night i don't remember what they said right some of them didn't even say anything they didn't even come up to us they were there so they showed up so i recommend postvention of any adversity show up any way that you feel comfortable, even if you're far away. My sister-in-law sent me flowers uh, for Mother's Day. It was three weeks later. And she showed up in that bouquet of flowers.
0: Wow. My yeah. best
1: friend ended up staying three days with us. And she slept on Dawn's side of the bed. So it wasn't empty. Wow. How do you? How can you show up and then do something, not say something? I will say one person. I do remember what she said, and I know I need to extend grace to her, and and I have. At twelve years later, you know, right, right. Uh, but she came up and she said, "He's in a better place." And at that moment in time, I thought, "Why isn't the better place at home with his boys?" Hmm. I know what she meant and mm-hmm. she wanted to make it better because as human beings, we want to say something, Yeah. but sometimes it's okay to say, I don't have the words for you, mm-hmm. but you show up and you do something. My hairdresser came and cut the boy's hair before the funeral and another friend took the boy shopping for a suit. Um, I have one friend who broke into my house the day after and she was thinking pancakes for me and the boys. Wow. She had to break into the house to do that. Um, She's very resourceful, that woman. (laughs) (laughs) Right. She really wanted to show up and do something. Yeah. And then you talk about it a lot, but being intentional, right? Yes. Being intentional is um, thinking outside yourself. And, so, and I like to do that, especially when I'm feeling down, because when I can think of other people, then I'm not wallowing. Um, it's hard because I, I'm considered a resiliency expert.
0: Mm-hmm. But this COVID
1: thing, I mean, there are times in life, you know, there's a saying, life is a tough teacher. We get the test first and then we learn the lesson. It is hard to be resilient during that test.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: For anyone.
0: Absolutely. We had a, someone who was a also a resiliency expert at my previous base, Barksdale, and she actually died by suicide. And everyone in the community was so shocked because the thought process is these people have the answers. They know what to do. And you're absolutely right. Life can throw you curveballs. And in a moment, you can be facing something that you never thought that you'd have to face and be feeling a weight that you never thought that you'd be able to and i just love how you talked about extending grace um and, and i and i appreciate your transparency and your honesty of feeling like you could have done things differently of course hindsight is twenty twenty, right even if you well, maybe did those things say-
1: can I interject? I hope 2020 is hindsight pretty soon. <laughs> In the year.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, 2020, goodness, yeah, scratch Man. that. But yeah. Hindsight is a great teacher. Um, but I, I appreciate you sharing your story and being transparent about your story, because if I could just break it down a little bit you you guys were doing the right things maybe your relationship wasn't in the best place but it wasn't at the worst either right you didn't have any um, big signs that or red flags prior to going to a deployment or anything like that it just something changed during that deployment and then i also just want to foot that this was someone in a leadership position I break down these things and I'm and i and I'm highlighting them for our listeners to understand that the check boxes that people say for looking out for things when it comes to suicide prevention um, may not always be the case for um, different scenarios. And what I mean by that is we are dealing with people and not a checklist of are you this? Did you say that? Okay, now you need help. That's not how it works.
1: Right. And when we're focused on that checklist, we miss the people. And and then it's like, oh, I had no idea. But when we just right. when we can can concentrate on people being intentional. Yeah. You know, I, I will say we have we've had four military spouse suicides here in Colorado in Colorado Springs specifically since January, mm. uh, from January to April. And it just breaks my heart, where have, have has our community failed these military spouses? And they range from 20 years old to in their later 30s. Um, and I just, um, it's just, it, it's heartbreaking because I remember what we went through and what my kids still go through. So I will say Ben, our youngest was 12 years old Yeah. when his dad died. Um, On his 20th birthday, that's eight years after his dad died,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I woke up and received this voicemail from my 20-year-old baby. <laughs> wow. I miss Dad! Oh. <laughs> I miss Dad so much! <laughs> I can't I need it right now. I need a <laughs> wall. <laughs> I need Oh! right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Mommy, I need to get on right now. I can't go now. him. it the worst year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I'm not okay. I'm not okay right now, Mom. I really need help. I really need help. I
0: really need answer. <laughs> wow. What what were you thinking when you heard this voicemail?
1: I thought for sure he was gone. Hmm. He did attempt suicide that night. Um he was in Tucson at school. Uh, I live in Colorado Springs. And my um I fell to my knees. I had my cell phone off. He called at 1.30 in the morning. Mm. Uh, and I didn't get it until 6 o'clock the next morning. But that's where his community, his his fraternity brothers, his roommates came alongside, got him to a hospital. Um, he was on a 72-hour hold. I mean, it, and being so far away. Uh, I mean, yeah yeah. I, I would say being so far away, even if he was on the north side of Colorado Springs, you know, right. just forty-five right. minutes away, but it. Um, it, it—it was hard. And what I didn't understand, I just didn't get why he would do that when he knew how much pain his dad's death put on us. That right. the the weight of it. Um, and he still can't explain that. And that's okay. He's he's fine now. He lives in California. He's a contractor at Edwards Air Force Base. He turns 25 on um, uh, this month. And he's doing awesome. really well. Yeah. But it's not always that way. He has anxiety. He has depression. He has sadness. You know, like you had talked about the difference between depression and sadness. Yes. Um, but... Our older son, Ryan, was 14 when his dad died. Yeah. At 16, he was diagnosed with bipolar, which typically presents in the early to mid-20s. He was diagnosed early because his therapist felt like the suicide triggered his bipolar early. Um, And I think that if he had had the five, six, seven years before it had presented itself, because it's not something you just catch, you know, like a cold or or anything like that. Um, I think things would have been very different for him because he got into meth, he got into heroin, he ran away. We got him clean. Um, He worked so hard to get off drugs. Um, He had meth mouth and our dentist gave him brand new teeth. He had started his own business. And September 20th of 2020, will be five years since I saw my son or heard from him. He's been missing for five years Um, of his own accord, but he has not used his social security number. He has not used his passport. Um, That's tough. As a mom, I just want to know, is he, which side of heaven is he on? Right. Yeah, well, I'm a woman of, of faith like you, a God girl. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, that's right. And I, I, I stand on a firm foundation of faith. I am a mm. daughter of the King, and I have hope that my son is out there. That I will find out where he is. Um, I have to have that. I can't, you know, I can't imagine not having some kind of hope. My hope now, now hear me. My hope is I find out where my son is. Because there's that realization that he could be on that side of heaven. Right. It's just, it. I just want to know. Right. Um, So, you know, it's up and down. We have, uh, there's a a week in May, the end of May. It's Memorial Day. It would have been my 30th anniversary this year. Um, My, it was my mom's birthday and my mom passed away uh, in 2016 and she was a fabulous woman and she helped me get through so much um, of the turmoil and all. Um, And then it was Ryan's birthday. So, I mean, it all just kind of talk about the emotional backpack.
0: (laughs) Yes, the weight.
1: But guess what? Guess what? You were there. My family was there. My friends were there. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have to carry that backpack by myself.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? I think that is the tie and the thread, if you will, that goes through your entire story. Um, And it's it's the title of a previous episode, The Power of Relationships. That is what it comes down to. And I think that that word we mentioned again, being intentional about these relationships, caring for other people and being considerate and present for them and kind and showing them grace because you never know what they have going on in their life. You don't know what their story may look like. Thank you for opening us up to, to receiving and hearing your story. Um, and I I love that the thread of relationships continues to carry to carry out. I mean, we were talking yesterday when it came to suicide. You gave me a, a statistic about um, the the tie to relationship and suicides. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was forty percent of all overall suicides. This is this is uh, talking about general population. Um, The documented record for it it is in relation to, or or excuse me, is tied to relationship. It's relationship-based. That was the cause or or what was documented based off of that death by suicide or that attempt. And then you mentioned a very interesting fact for military, our military community specifically, which was, was it 16% is tied to relationship. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: So the 16%, Brie, is, um, I had a a call with the Joint Chiefs of Staff Office, um, and she had told me that the 16%, the suicide rate in DOD, um, is is up 16% from this time last year. Wow, it's up
0: 16%, wow. Up 16%. Wow. And last year,
1: for the... For the Air Force specifically, was the highest year. You know, it's, I wish we could give people an option to live their life, to, to a lot of times they feel like they're a burden to their family or a burden to their community. And it's up to us to let them know they aren't a burden. You know, one of the things, it's a little thing. But I have found it to be just illuminating. People wear name tags. Right. In the military, they have their, their name tag, right? Their, their yes. Yeah. Customer service, they have name tags. Right. Uh, you know, name, name an industry and typically they wear a name tag. Why do they wear that name tag? So you can call them by their name. Very true. That is the name that their parents gave them. That is their identity. I am Kristen. Mhm. Um you are Bree. I you know, our parent we've grown up with that. That has been a constant in our life. And when someone says Bree, how are you today? They see you as a person. Right. They see right. you as an individual. You know, my kids um their first day of school, their assignment was always the same. They had to come home with the name of someone who worked in the lunchroom and the name of a custodian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They had to do that. They had to find out everyone's name, but more importantly, they had to use that person's name during the day. That's good. Thank you, Mr. Watley, or thank you, Ms Smith. My youngest son, Ben came home in fourth grade and he says, mom, I know why you want me to say, thank you, Mrs. Smith. (laughs) He said, she gives me more food. Oh, yes. I thought it was a great lesson right then. I said, that is a benefit, but more importantly, she gives you more food because you see her as a person. It's not just someone giving you, you know, food through the cafeteria you were you seeing her because when you say, thank you, Mrs. Smith, you're looking her in her eyes, aren't you?
0: Absolutely. Says, yes.
1: Yes. But the power in a name. And what's special is there are a lot of names I don't know how to pronounce.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that
1: is true. But when you ask the person, how do you pronounce your name? Oh, you should say see them light up
0: this is true they
1: just they they light up and then the light that they emit from their joy makes you sit up straighter and, and pull your shoulders back and you light up too
0: yes kristen i love that We are actually going to be talking about a whole series on identity. And you hit the nail on the head, being seen, showing people and telling people and recognizing who they are, not what they're doing for you or their job or anything like that. But you are absolutely right. People have a desire to be seen and appreciate it. Everybody knows on Hearts and Stripes, we are all about celebrating and celebrating authentically. It is important to celebrate the people who are around you with with simple words like, thank you. Um, And I appreciate you for doing something. You know, it it goes such a long way.
1: Yes, and I'm gonna even suggest that we say you're welcome instead (laughs) of no problem. Yes, yes. Of course it's not a problem. (laughs) But just to say you're welcome instead of, or, or my pleasure or um, something like that is so important. You know, I, I had a massive stroke in high school and I was a, an athlete, a world-class athlete. I had scholarships my junior year in, in tennis and golf and was playing world-class athletes and had a massive stroke. And I felt like I lost my identity because my identity was based on being an athlete. Right. So I realized that my identity was not based on being an athlete. Mm -hmm. I was a hard worker. That translates. Yes, I'm a hard worker. I'm I'm self motivated. I'm I'm a hard charger. Whatever you, it's not based on what I did, but what I I put out the energy that I put out and and what I was like that. But you know, we go through adversity, and and not to compare. your adversity with my adversity, we can compare the pain level, right? We've, we've been through 10 out of 10 on the pain scale. Yeah. And it, it it gets a little bit easier, but it's when you're in a community of people that help make it easier. Um, but we go through adversity and that, um, out of the adversity grows perseverance and out of perseverance grows character. Yeah. Yes. I want my identity based on my character, but that character creates hope. And because there's hope for tomorrow, there's power in today. Absolutely. together When we do it together, you know, I talk about, we are at war. We are on an emotional battlefield and there's no room for strangers on this battlefield. Mm-hmm. And as you have mentioned, we don't know what other people are going through. We don't know why they they are racing down the highway and they cut us off. Um, right. We just don't know. But if we can extend some grace to them, um, it it goes an awful long way. Um, I agree. It's empowering. It's empowering for us. You know, telling our story. Everyone has a story, but telling our story, it it helps me heal it takes the focus off of my worries and my woes and, and all that. But what I've been so fortunate, um, and so blessed with is that people call me for the postvention. We're always going to have postvention of something. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those
1: those tests in life, whether it's a pop quiz, a midterm or final, (laughs) um, we're always going to go through that. But when we can be tutors, to those who have gone through that test similar to ours. Right. Um, it's, it's pretty darn empowering and exciting. Yeah. Kristen, I mean, you
0: have gotten a PhD in pain, <laughs> in resiliency, <laughs> so your work and what you do for our community, I would love for you to share that because you have that experience. Um, you're also a speaker you you do a lot of things to educate people and to meet people right where they are and you have an exciting project that you're working on i would love for you to share all about your work and what you're doing for our military community
1: yeah absolutely thanks brie um so i will say that i i was working towards some of this stuff when i was named the 2018 armed forces entrance air force class of the year but that was my springboard. That opened up so many more doors. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me in what I want to do. So, um, you know, we have over 1,500 days of observance. You know, August 14th is Military Marriage Day. That's right. right? <laughs> um, today, um, so we are doing, we are pre recording this podcast, but today is National Guacamole Day. Look at that. Um, you know, we we just have all these days. We don't have a survivor's day. We don't have a resilience day. And I think of all the years that we need a resilience day. <laughs> oh, yes. Right? Um, Absolutely. So I, I have been working on this for eight years. It was supposed to happen this year, but COVID threw a wrench in it. I had gone to the State of the Union address, uh, which was a fascinating experience. It doesn't matter what your political leanings are; it's an amazing experience. Um, But National Resilience Day, and this next year, you know, hopefully it'll happen, is March fourth. Because no matter what the obstacle, we put one foot in front of the other, and we march forth and conquer together.
0: That's right. Uh, We march forth and conquer. We yes. will be with you celebrating one way or the other. That's yes. right.
1: So um, March 4th is actually my anniversary. So I remarried six years ago to ta-da, someone in the Air Force. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, go Air Force. We
1: spoke, the, we spoke the same language, you know?
0: Yes. Exactly.
1: Um, but we got married on March 4th and he proposed and I said yes but we have to get married on March 4th that's how important that day is to me and it's just a mindset change right it, it's it's a day to to get up put your feet on the floor and say I've survived and I'm going to help other people with it
0: yes um,
1: yeah. and in that vein I've also helped with the three digit mental health uh, line crisis line so you talked about logic in his song. Uh, yes. 1-800-273-8255.
0: That's right. Um,
1: so that number will change to eight or to um. That number will change to nine eight eight. Oh, awesome! Much like nine one one, we all know that, right? Yes, it, we it, sure it, do. In, even little kids know that. We call that for a medical emergency. We also call it for a mental health emergency. Um, but sometimes they aren't as equipped as if we could call a number like the National Suicide Prevention Line or Crisis Line. It It's a number of different names, but it's the same number. The Veterans Crisis Line, the Military Crisis Line, it's all the same number. Um, but to break down that barrier and to have a three digit number that we can call when we are in crisis or when our loved one or someone within our sphere of influence is in crisis. Just three numbers to do that is amazing. Yeah, Um, I
0: agree, Kristen, that is so amazing. It simplifies the process. And like you said, that 988, it sticks with people. They're gonna know it. They're gonna be able to utilize it when they need it. Cause like you mentioned earlier, everybody doesn't have the words. To say when they're in those situations, so why not rely on people who are trained or maybe can help in a different way? And 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 I just love your work in that area. But that's not all. I know you've got more. It's
1: not all. <laughs> um, so can I say, in the midst of all this, my house still is not clean. I have been home since March and it's still not clean. I find <laughs> other things to 2020. To do.
0: It's fine. <laughs> Welcome
1: find other things to do well i i had mentioned the four military spouse suicides uh, that we've had in colorado Springs. so um, it has really been on my heart and typically i travel a lot i go from base to base installation to installation um to speak and i love doing that in person and connecting with people and uh, you know getting into the virtual side of things but I decided we needed to do something for our military spouses here in Colorado Springs. So I had worked, we have five military installations here in Colorado Springs alone. And so four of them have Airmen and Family Readiness or ACS uh, for the Army. Uh, I talked to all of those organizations and they agreed that we should do this. We are doing a military spouse resiliency workshop. It's through my new nonprofit. Uh, I have a nonprofit. It's the National Veterans Vocational Village Foundation. Um, And yes, it's concentrating on veterans and it was founded because of the veterans suicide crisis that we're seeing yes uh, but my heart since my husband is still active duty i'm a military spouse i call us pre veterans if if we can work with folks when they are active duty um when their their military member is still in the service right it's going up river right finding out what's what's going on and hopefully we'll see that tide turn on the veteran side when they finally retire or separate or, or become a veteran. Mm-hmm. But, so my nonprofit is sponsoring the workshop. We've got 20 guest speakers. Um, we have a fabulous guest speaker on marriage. Oh, I wonder who and that could thanks, be. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're having breakout sessions on employment. Yes. Entrepreneurship yes uh, new for new military spouses paulette fryer is going to be doing that one i have one on male spouses specifically just for male spouses so for all Brian the gentlemen Oada, out there listening and,
0: see yes, you're not left david, out
1: david carrera will be doing that breakout session so the uh, we have a faith-based um i've been asked to do a faith-based breakout session um all of these sessions will be recorded But when people register, we ask them to choose one that they go to, quote, unquote, live on Zoom. This is all virtual. I would love to have it in person. Absolutely. Um, And it's grown. So Buckley Air Force Base or Buckley Garrison now uh, up in Aurora outside of Denver has asked to join. And then Effie Warren in Cheyenne, Wyoming, asked to join. All right. Um, Yes. And And I will tell you that we are gonna go ahead and open it nationally to all military spouses. We only have 500 virtual seats, but I have been inundated with, um, with requests from other installations. I really wanted to concentrate on locally because the purpose, my purpose statement for this is to equip military spouses with the armor they need on this battlefield called military life to feel protected respected and connected
0: that is fantastic
1: so we have a a keynote speaker chad littlefield of we and me he's an international speaker he is dynamic what a way to start things off uh tuesday it's tuesday uh the 29th of september virtual Um, we'll we'll give you the the link to register Uh, absolutely Start us off in the morning and we are going to connect via zoom Um, and then we'll have a networking session. So our space Force spouses out there. um, Mrs. Molly Raymond, the first lady of Space Force will be on the networking, uh, the first networking session and she and Mary Thompson, the vice uh, uh, Vice Chief of Space Force is spouse. And then also um, we're trying to get Rachel Rush, whose husband is the chief master sergeant of the space force to come and they're going to, they're going to talk about space force with the space force uh, spouses. That um, is exciting. That Kristen, let news? me just it's say,
0: cool. I just, I just have to say you have outdone yourself for this workshop. Oh. It is going to be such an amazing experience. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a speaker, everyone. She just said she has five, seats we're going to drop the link so that you can register for the workshop be a part of it if this is a conversation if these are conversations any of the breakout sessions sound like something that you need to be at we highly encourage you to get plugged into this workshop please sign up the seating for the virtual workshop is limited guys so please do not delay we are so excited to support this event and i can't wait to see some of Hearts and Stripes listeners right there in that workshop,
1: I, I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, I will tell you, I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, I've done big events before, but they've all been in person, and you know, there's a little more control over technology and things like that. Right. Um, but I will say, registration is $19. Um, and with that registration, you get the wake-up, kick-ass, repeat, military uh, spouse resiliency. Workbook. Oh, yes. Yes, worth and, it. And I, um, I've been blown away. Um, I met a woman <laughs> this weekend at the AFA, the Air Force Association uh, virtual conference. She's an author. Mrs. Joan Brown. Her husband was Major General uh, Don Brown. Uh, retired from the Air Force. He passed away in May. And she is, she found out about this workshop and she has donated 500 of her books. They are in the mail. Wow. (laughs) Can you imagine the number of boxes? Wow, huge
0: thank you to Mrs. Brown for thinking so much of this workshop and its participants to donate in that generous way.
1: Guys, you have to register. So her, uh, the name of her book is MOVE and other four letter words. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We can all relate to that, can't we? Absolutely. We're gonna have some prizes. We're gonna have because this had started off locally, um we have some gift bags for the local registrants that have the local uh resources available. Like you know the um I I call mental health the vector check. We all need a vector check, a compass check, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, the, the mental health clinics for each of the installations here in Colorado Springs, we've got some surprises. Um, and what I'm, I'm really thrilled about is it just, it's not on the, just on the 29th of September, it would start at nine o'clock mountain time, but we're going to start off the night before with a special happy half hour or hour and a half with, uh, Brittany, um, um, with It starts the night before with a happy hour and a half with Brittany, our 2017 overall Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year, who typically does Discover Your Spark. Uh, we don't have all the time for her to do Discover Your Spark. So she is going to do an intro session on Creating a personal and family mission statement.
0: That is amazing. I love it. I love that. You know,
1: really successful businesses have a mission statement. What is your family? Let's be a successful family. It's relational. And how do you do a mission, create a mission statement for your family that your children will understand and can live by that will help with their their character and when they have adversities, and you know, they can overcome and they've got the tools. But really, this workshop is about providing tools to spouses so they feel like they're valued, they are seen, they are protected, respected, and connected.
0: That's beautiful. Um, and now, Kristen, and before I let you go, we have yes. to touch on one of the highlights or one of the coolest things that I think you're working on in addition to this workshop. You have some icing on the cake, utilizing technology to really reach people. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: I am so excited. Can you, can you hear my smile? <laughs> I'm excited about this. So this is, this is new news. Um, I have been asked to come on board as a consultant for a virtual reality suicide prevention program that uh, will be implemented in the the Air Force in um, working with Coach Tony Dungy.
0: Wow. <laughs> I was
1: so sick and excited. Unfortunately, Coach uh, lost a son to suicide in, in 2005. So he has a... a, a it's a heartfelt and um, heartbreaking story, but again, it's a beacon of hope and um, we're just really excited about just something new. We've got to keep it fresh, right? We're dealing with individuals, with people and one program is not going to, across the board, wipe this epidemic out, the epidemic of suicide. Um, we have to keep it fresh we have to keep thinking of different things and if we can help one person we aren't just helping one person we're helping a person a family a community it touches so many more people than um, just the the immediate family and so anything we can do but it's something new i tried on the virtual reality glasses last night and it was just amazing that is That is awesome.
0: Kristen, we are so excited for everything that you are doing for this community. As everyone knows, September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. It is still time in the month for you to get plugged in with everything going on. Educate yourself. Be intentional. um, Utilize that power of relationships. Get plugged into this workshop and get connected with Kristen. please let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you or follow along with the things that you are doing
1: so when i present in person um i i've given over 120 presentations uh, last year and my last slide is my cell phone number so i'm going to give my cell phone number out (laughs) it's my personal cell phone number after that voicemail i don't turn it off It may be on vibrate. My cell phone number is 719-502-0827. If I can be your emotional support human, let me know, text me, call me. Uh, You can find me, there aren't many Kristen Christie's in the phone book. (laughs) The phone book, what's that? No, there aren't many (laughs) Kristen Christie's. The website for the workshop is Mill Spouse Strong, all one word. Dot Square. Dot site. S i t e. Uh, we'll get that link out to, to everyone. But yeah, I welcome. It, if I can help in any way, um, I would be more than happy to do that. It it would give me purpose and help fire that passion. And I just want to close that
0: hope is not canceled. Wow. Kristen, thank you again for being a guest. Um, This was a very special heart to heart. and, And from my heart to yours, thank you for being here. Thank you. Okay, everyone, let's jump right into our newest segment, The Heart Tracks. So, Kristen has a very special relationship, and I completely love this track. Now that I've heard about it, she put me on. It is from Chadwick Johnson, and it is called Have We Forgotten? The track is written for the Air Force, so for our airmen, and it's very special. So that was her heart track selection. And because we could not find this exclusive new track, On Spotify, we actually gave you a bonus from Chadwick Johnson. It is called Gone. You can head over to Spotify to listen to the heart track and also to listen to Hearts and Stripes. To find the link to all of this goodness, simply go to becarolevents.com slash hearts dash stripes and you can check out the show notes. But that is our heart track for this episode. Thank you, Chadwick Johnson. Okay, everyone, you know what time it is. It is time to EYS, earn your stripes. And for today's EYS, this is going to be all about the check-in. So Kristen mentioned the work that she does um, all around suicide prevention and awareness is not just saving one life. Absolutely. It seems like it's one, but it's really not. It's really impacting an entire community. So what I want you to do is think about those Um, that are in your circle of impact. If something happened to you, who would be affected? Start thinking about those people. It could be parents, it could be your spouse, it could be your children, it could be your neighbors, people that you work closely with. I want you to take two or three of those people the first two or three that have come to your mind and check in it is so important for us to continue to um, work and grow our relationships so i hope that you use this EYS as an opportunity to check in with that circle of people that are closest to you or were the first two or three that came to mind let's go ahead let's check in let's build and strengthen those relationships and let's EYS Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.